the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, Talk 1640, 93.1 El Rey, 104.1 The Fish, and now KPAM News Talk 860 has joined the fold. And just for the women, we're very proud that we have five plus wonderful women from our staff that we have banded together to help launch our very first women's event. And we're hoping this goes regular, perhaps an annual event. We've called it Thrive, a girl's night out. And it features the ladies of 104.1 The Fish and KPDQ Radio with all the laid back feeling of being in your best friend's living room while enjoying the elegant Gray Gables Estate in Milwaukee. That's located on Southeast Chestnut Street, just east of McLaughlin Boulevard. Main doors will be opening at 530 where women will be enjoying complimentary coffee and tea mingling and some pampering from local sponsors and the main program is 6 to 8 p.m including dinner tickets are well fairly sold out and here to tell us all about this exciting event is the voice soul hope and face of our christian teaching and talk stations you hear her from 4 to 6 p.m. weekdays on 93.9 KPDQ, and also from 10 to midnight right here on True Talk 800. Hello, Georgine Rice. How are you today, sister? I'm doing very well. It's a pleasure to be back on your program. Oh, always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Although I must admit it feels awkward, me sitting here and you sitting <laughs> on the guest side. Yeah, we switch places quite often. <laughs> it's a whole lot of fun. So yeah. I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tell us about Thrive. Now, this has been a team effort. The vision has been on many people people's hearts, especially the women on staff, for a bunch of years. So are you looking forward to this event? And what dreams have you had over your years with our stations that you were hoping come to fruition to really bless our listeners and grant them hope and a closer walk with the Lord? You know, 2017 was a really difficult year for a lot of people. And as we start the new year, we really wanted to give women an opportunity to recognize, first of all, that we are part of a community. We don't stand alone. We're not isolated, that we have a common heritage in Christ, and that links us together. And so it gives us an opportunity to uh, just uh, bask in the fact that I'm a part of a very large and loving family. And so Thrive really represents the vision, as you mentioned a moment ago, of many years of calling women in our community together uh, in order to just enjoy one another's company, to enjoy our fellowship, to be reminded of how deeply we are loved by God and that He is for us and not against us, and that His desire isn't that we would just survive, but that we would thrive, and we do that best when we're together. So this is an event that calls us to do just that, to thrive together and be reminded of just how blessed we are uh, because of uh, each other. Uh, And then as we go our separate ways at the end of the evening to be reminded that we are not alone. I think it's 
easier to do that when you are already plugged into community. So we've had you on before with your undaunted ministry sisters. So besides them, besides Deborah and Jerutha and your sister Donna, do you have any go-to people that you just know you can come to and be completely transparent with without being judged and know that they've got your back and that they will pray for you on a whim? You know, I do have some extended friends, some that are uh, people I went to church with uh, at different um, iterations of uh, church fellowship. There are people that I've known for many, many years, some that I've met along the way. One woman, for example, from Bible Study Fellowship we met last year, and God just knit our hearts together. So there are people um, that I, I can go to and feel like I can share what's on my heart. But you have to be open. It's easy to be isolated and to imagine I'm alone and that's the way it's always going to be and no one is interested in uh, in in me or, or my world. We have to be open and recognize that we are all looking for that kind of uh, warmth and fellowship and it's there if we have our eyes and our hearts open and our, and our arms spread wide that we can receive one another without judgment and just be sister friends. Well, it's been a privilege learning about you over the years, sister. And in past conversations, you'd mentioned growing up in Portland Mm -hmm. and what a strong woman and a godly influence uh, your mom was to you and to your entire family. Mm -hmm. And then going on to track and field at a little school called the University of (laughs) Oregon, which is amazing, which is basically like a high school football kid. I don't know. Just walking onto Alabama, <laughs> roll tide or something like that. But, but you're so incredibly humble about it. But because of all this history of yours, were you ever in a season when you weren't plugged in? I think so. I think, for example, when I first arrived at the University of Oregon, I knew nobody. Uh, there was one kid from my high school that went that was from my class, and he and I, we were not from the same circles, and he was a guy, and we ran into each other on campus once. But I remember my parents taking me to my dorm room. My roommate wasn't there yet, and just sitting in the windowsill looking out thinking, I am I am so alone. And it took some time to develop relationships and friends um, there as well. You know, starting a new job and not knowing the people that you're working with. They're different going to a church and, uh, you know, you you are uh, entering into what seems like a family that's already well established. So there are seasons in which you find yourself um, in a situation where you have to decide, am I just going to come and go as a phantom or am I going to be what I believe God is calling all of us to be? And that is part of um, the community that we are are literally a part of his body. And sometimes it comes with challenges. We can be misunderstood. There can be, uh, you know, disagreements. Um, But if we are committed to recognizing the value of what God says um, communities bring to all of us, then we're going to grow. Our relationships are going to deepen, and we're going to be committed to one another through those uh, challenging seasons. I've been able to meet and speak with some wonderful listeners over the years, and not all of them are plugged into a good community right mm-hmm. now. So maybe you were a, a recent transplant to the area, different neighborhood, starting a different career or school, as you did at U of O, Georgine. Do you have any suggestions for those who really are kind of feeling alone right now? Yeah, I think the first thing you need to do is to be friendly. If you want to make friends, you need to be friendly. And as I mentioned earlier, you really need to be open not everybody is a, is receptive and recognizes, oh, this person is on her own. Um, so it can be challenging. Sometimes we're so self-absorbed, we don't uh, recognize that there are people outside of our circle 
who are looking for friendship and fellowship. So it can be something of a challenge, but you have to be friendly and open uh, in order for God to open those doors for you. And I would also suggest that we need to ask the Lord, send me friends, bring into my uh, circle people that would be edifying, that I can also be a blessing to. And God will honor that because he, he designed us to be in community rather than isolated. And there's no shame in asking. Not Some, at all. Sometimes I picture God up in heaven just kind of scratching his chin and shaking his head, waiting for us to ask him before he responds. Well, he knows far better than we do how desperately needy we are in every area of life. And it, it comes to us as something of an epiphany. Oh, I need God. But he knows that from the very beginning. And I ask him for, for things in virtually every area of my life. I, I acknowledge that I am utterly dependent on him and that he is so faithful that he's got a heart of love toward me and he wants uh, me and others to prosper. So Ask, ask, ask again, and wait to see God work on on your behalf, because He loves you. And He will. Yes. In His time. Yes. So, you've been married to a wonderful man, Dan Rice, for many years now. 35 and a half. Wow. Congratulations. You both learned so incredibly well. When did you (laughs) get married in preschool or something? (laughs) (laughs) So, Georgine, do you feel that women face special challenges when it comes to connecting with other women that men might have less of an obstacle or barrier with? Oh, I think so. I think women have a tendency to go deep. Um, We tend to be more emotional. Our relationships are more meaningful to us. And I don't want to overgeneralize, but I think it it can be more challenging. We also live in a culture that encourages us to compete with one another, to look at what she's wearing and what I'm wearing, what size I am, how her hair is fixed as opposed to mine. So we're encouraged to always evaluate one another in, in light of where I stand. And so it makes it difficult to just lay all of that aside and say, this is my sister. She may be tall and thin, I may be short and fat, but we have a great deal in common and we can forge a, a relationship and we each bring value to those relationships. So it's a challenge for us, but one I think we can overcome, uh, again, if our hearts are open and we reject the culture's um, suggestion that we are competitors with one another. Did you happen to stumble upon uh, a social media posting from a young woman who recently passed away? I believe she was Australian, and it was a letter she wrote right before dying of cancer. I and did basically, not. it was about pushing aside all of the frivolous things mm-hmm. of life and remembering what really counts. And it really struck me where I was after I read that. So if you were to pass on an encouraging word or a vision for where something like a Thrive Women's event could go and how it could impact women, not only now, but down the line, what would you dream about? Well, that's a big question. I I think I I probably uh, try to imagine a a season in which we as women, older and younger, I'm 61. I think one of the younger women that's going to be participating is in her early 30s or, or late 20s that the generations, the, the different races, the women who work at, in offices and women who work at home, women who are single and women who uh, are single mothers, that we all together would recognize the value of each other and that we would be able to come together in fellowship and joy. We would have fun. We would laugh together. We would cry together and just um, lay aside all of the frivolous things, as you mentioned a moment ago, in favor of the value of knowing each other, loving each other, benefiting from our relationships, and just uh, loving life together. Georgine, you're a dear friend, sister, and mentor, and it's always a pleasure to have you. 
in the building. Well, so thank you. make sure that you catch Georgine weekdays from 4 to 6 on 93.9 KPDQ, rebroadcast from 10 to midnight right here on True Talk 800. Alongside Georgine, sisters from The Fish, Cat Taylor, Crystal Thornton, Summershore, and a whole lot more. They'll be sharing and encouraging you at Thrive, a girls' night out. It's just for the women at the Gray Gables Estate in Milwaukee, Saturday, January 27th. Updates on things like availability will be on our websites, kpdq.com, thefishportland.com, and truetalk800.com. Georgine, thanks so much for taking time out in your busy schedule to share about this. Oh, it was a pleasure, and I'm so looking forward to hanging out with the girls at Thrive. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with my pal, Lori Robb. You may hear her doing the traffic, the news, and the weather on True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, and 104.1 The Fish. So welcome, Lori. How are you today, sister? I'm awesome. Thanks. Good to have you aboard. And in a completely positive way, I, I see that you have a relationship going on and that you're fairly close to our production director, Andy West. Who, oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> that's not a bad thing, is it? <laughs> yeah, Andy is my husband. We actually met at a radio station years and years ago in Bend, Oregon. We've been married for about 28 years now. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> what are you drinking out of what fountain of you? You both really wear it. Very well. Oh, are you saying that I look young? Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. you. You both present as much younger than being married for so long. And congratulations on that milestone. Thanks. So do you have any good hints or tips or tricks for the successful long-going marriage? Oh, my goodness. What a question, right? Well, um, I think having some patience is good. We've been through a lot. We have children, and you know, it's nice to be able to do all the activities with the kids and that kind of builds a bond. But I mean, I don't know. It's, we just try to let things go. You know, you try not to sweat the small stuff and realize that, you know, when you first get together, opposites kind of attract, but then down the road, some of those things that you thought were so cute in the beginning begin to grate on you because you're the opposite, right? And so you have to realize, hey, this was a really sweet characteristic initially so i need to still appreciate it oh my goodness uh, it's funny you brought that up <laughs> okay. it's not just you and andy right. rob it's me and pam it's my sister-in-law and her husband and i don't know where i got this from i probably heard it from some churchy event or something like that but i am not allowed to hold against my spouse today that which made me fall for her in the first place. Right. So if I loved talking with her then, I can't get annoyed by the calls in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Or at least I should try not to, <laughs> depending on the circumstance. So you talked about opposites attracting. So so what are some of the traits of a Lori Rob versus that of your husband, Andy West? Okay, so this is kind of funny. Um, I guess it's it's more of a role reversal. Um, Andy tends to be a little bit more the emotional one and I'm just the kind of steady, you know, kind of boring, I guess, uh, person. And so sometimes I get annoyed by him being what I would say is maybe overreactive or emotional. Uh, but then I also see it's such a great quality because sometimes I'm just too practical, too logical. I was a financial advisor for a while too, and a banker. 
So, you know, that's the kind of, and everybody loves Andy. I mean, if you've ever met Andy, it's just like, I'm Andy's wife. Like, I don't have my own identity sometimes because he's just like so larger than life. And uh, this is why he's got a huge heart and he's just great with people. But longtime listeners to 104.1 The Fish will remember Andy because he was the very first program director when contemporary Christian music came on 104.1 The Fish all those years back. So it was a bit of a homecoming, not just for you, but for Andy as well. Yeah, it was wonderful to come back. So we are very much looking forward to hearing you speak at Thrive, a girls' night out on January 27th. Can you tell us, uh, give us a brief hint of what you might be led to share? Okay, so I've noticed that things have gotten very complex over the years. We now have things like the sandwich generation. Okay, so that means many of us are caring for elderly parents, but we're also caring for our children or maybe our grandchildren. So we're squeezed in so many different directions. We have social media, so many different platforms and distracted driving, that never used to be as much of a thing. So if all these things kind of competing for our attention, our quality of life, I mean, less is more. And that is such a true statement. But I don't know that people always act on that. Do they apply that to their life? So I have a very busy life being uh, a wife and a mom Uh, having a full-time job. I have a special needs daughter, and she doesn't have just one thing. She actually has three different things that impact her life. I have a foster kid. I have a regular teenage kid, and then I have a grown daughter who's 26. Actually, she just turned 27. And um, so just trying to juggle all that and still actually feel close to God and have peace in your life and not just go totally crazy. I'm going to give a few of my kind of tips of how I've learned to do that over the years. Oh, we're very much looking forward to hearing that. (laughs) So let's back up a few steps, Lori, Rob. Can you tell us where you grew up? I grew up in Olympia, Washington, so not far from here. And how was it for you? Did did you have a a loving, stable, church-going family? Not at all. Um, I think that... I'm trying to think on my mom's side of the family, I'm kind of alone. And uh, my grandmother was a big believer. So actually, I went to church with her. But other than that, it's just, I would say, I guess, a really a secular family. Um, So God didn't really play much of a role in my life growing up. I always had to seek that out. So what did your grandma do? And how old were you at the time? Um, I was kind of elementary school and a little bit of middle school, uh, didn't go to church much in high school and then college just kind of, you know, went crazy at Washington state, (laughs) but, um, is that a big party school? I think I've heard that. No, I wasn't that wild. I mean, seriously, but, um, so she planted seeds. She, um, it was just her and my grandfather, did not want to go to church. And it's so funny because I remember being, oh, fourth or fifth grade, and Grandpa would be on the couch watching the football game on Sundays, and i go, oh, please go to church, please go to church. And uh, he's like, no, I'm fine, I'm, I'm happy here. And it turns out that, you know, as he got older, he did 
find Christ and, you know, started going to church with grandma. And uh, that's wonderful. Well, how'd that happen all those years later? I think there's just so many prayers. Like grandma was just so tenacious and diligent and just always went there. And I kept begging him. And when he actually passed away, that's when I kind of started my spiritual journey back to um, being a Christian. And, and it's funny that him passing, it kind of went full circle because it's what led me back to the Lord. So besides your grandmother, were there any other women or men who spoke into your life as an influence and an encourager to to look more into the Lord? Or was no, it just a personal journey? Not at all. Um, it was It was a personal journey. I was actually involved in a very large religion that I would say is works-based. And, you know, a lot of people um, kind of make assumptions about Christians, like they think, oh, somebody hit rock bottom, like maybe they were a drug addict or they had something, they hit rock bottom, and then, oh, they just needed God as as a crutch or whatever, the what it, what was the opiate of the masses or some sort of phrase that comes out of, you know, one of the, the movements, I don't know if it's atheism or, or who said that. So tell us about yours, Lori. Okay, so I wasn't the rock bottom kind of person, but here's what's interesting, and I've I've shared this with a lot of teenagers, and they seem to connect with this because they're like, "Oh, well, you just you weren't happy, and you're just you're just kind of looking for something, fire insurance, whatever." So the opposite is true. I was at the height of my career. I was anchoring the evening news. We had just built a home, had a brand new house. It was gorgeous. Marriage was good, had our first child. I was as happy as could be, and I was involved in a a religion, went to church every Sunday, so everything was there. You had your dream Barbie house and everything everything that came with it. There was nothing wrong except something was wrong. Like, I just... I just knew that I didn't know God. I can't even explain it, but I had all the things in place. And yet there was just this ache, this emptiness in my soul. And so I started out on a journey to try to find God. Okay. Now, remember I was going to church every Sunday, working my way to heaven, pretty exhausted. And I went on a journey that's, if people are familiar with like, Lee Strobel or Josh McDowell, um, you know, journalist by training. And so I had to like find out the truth by almost by uh, reading atheist books and every religion that's out there. I was going to find the truth because I wanted to find God. So after this very long months and months and months, hours and hours and hours of reading different books and the Bible and about different religions, I ended up in this conclusion that really ended up surprising me, and it led me back to the faith of my childhood, grace. Imagine that. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to work my way to heaven. It was Jesus that was going to take the burden for me. Matthew, my, you know, come to me all those who are, you know, weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll take your burden that really spoke to me. I'd never really understood that before. So, yeah, I mean, long story short, I left a workspace religion and fell into grace and stopped looking because the journey was over. 
So here you are today, Lori Robin. We love hearing you in the mornings on our various stations. So if there is a woman out there listening right now who isn't plugged in, who doesn't have the kind of friendships and family and support that you do, what would you tell her? Well, of course, you know, pray about it and realize that God is really creative. And I found that in my journey of having a special needs child that actually has three different special needs challenges, three different categories, he led me to a support group that's on Facebook that has like 3,000 members. And it's a very specific kind of thing. But um, God will kind of find the people for you, the platform, whatever it is. He'll help you find the verse. I mean, there's just, it's just amazing what, what God will do when you just kind of let him do it for you. Thrive, a girl's night out featuring the ladies of 104.1 The Fish and KPDQ Radio. Saturday, January 27th, check out any of our websites to see if there are any seats left, including thefishportland.com, kpdq.com, and truetalk800.com. Lori Robb, thanks so much for sharing about yourself. Thank you. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800, Thrive a Girl's Night Out. It's just for the women at the Gray Gables Estate in Milwaukee, Saturday, January 27th. And if you tune in to our sister station, 104.1 The Fish, from 3 to 7 p.m. weekdays, you'll hear my pal, co-host of Chris and Crystal in the afternoons, Crystal Thornton, who's not that much of an introvert. In fact, you may remember her from <laughs> Coin TV back in the day before she moved out to the East Coast. And then we were blessed to have her return to the Pacific Northwest as the co-host of Chris and Crystal. So Crystal Thornton, welcome, sister. How are you today? Thank you, Mike. I am doing fantastic. And what a blessing when you say all of that. And you look at where God has taken you. 360 for me, coming back to Portland after almost 18 years. Oh, my goodness. I can just uh, imagine just, you know, what it was like then and, and, and the maturity level I have today and where God has brought me. And I'm just so grateful to be here. It's a wonderful place. Being a two-time cancer survivor myself, I'm going to be able to share more about my walk with the Lord and how he brought me through those dark days of not knowing what was going to happen and how he has just used that test as a testimony. And um, here I am today being able to share uh, that with so many people. So you no matter what you're going through, whatever that situation is, just know that um, if you keep the faith, if you keep your eyes on him, there's a reason and there's a purpose. And you can come out on the other side being a blessing to those who may be going through similar circumstances. Cancer is a word that we can all agree to hate. And Crystal Thornton has been through it not only once, but twice. Yes. So if it's all right with you, sister, sure. can we can we go there? Is of course. it a sensitive topic oh, for honey, you? you? Does talk it bring to me back about it. some bad memories? No, or is it's it something a, that pushes you and inspires you it, today? You know, it, it's a, it is definitely inspiring. And I don't take a day or um, a birthday for granted. And I just had one this week. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy Thank 29, you. sister. Thank you. I'm holding there. Yes, I am. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer uh, when I was uh, young, <laughs> younger, <laughs> back in the 80s. I want to say 89. And um, at that time, 
we didn't know what it was. It was just a little nodule on my throat. Turned out to be a lymph node that had grown from the size of a pea to the size of a grape from 84 to 89. Didn't bother me. Wasn't sick. Um, You know, was still doing what I needed to do while I was in college. And by 89, though, my grandmother told me when I was coming home for Thanksgiving, it was about this time of the year, uh, I want you to go get that checked. And when I did, uh, we discovered that it didn't look real normal. So pathologists uh, did their diagnoses and opened it up and all that good stuff and discovered the cancer. So a month later, I went in and had a thyroidectomy, three-fourths of the thyroid removed and radiation for the rest. Um, was isolated for three days because of the levels of the, of the radiation. And for two weeks, I couldn't be around pregnant women or children because I was still radioactive. The radioactivity could have been dangerous. That, that's that sounds a lot really of shoes weird, but you, isn't it? yeah, it's kind yeah. of a scary concept. And and here's the thing: you become. I believe in being a, a, an advocate of your own health, so I really, really paid attention. Even though I was really young when it happened, um, I listened to what the doctors were saying. I asked questions. Um, you know, I was a ward of the court, so I pretty much was going through this on my own by myself, and so. I went on to college, and my major was going to be theater and dance, and I went to a church that said, hey, you know, you might want to consider changing <laughs> changing your major, because that particular church wasn't really high on dance. But um, So I changed my major. But I don't believe you give anything up for God that he doesn't um, replace with something um, greater. And, of course, I don't believe there's anything wrong with dance. Let me just be clear on that. I was being obedient under the tutelage that I was under at that time. But um, I had the distinct pleasure and opportunity uh, to start singing with the Winans, B.B. and C.C., the Clark sisters, and um, all these wonderful gospel artists. And um, I prayed and asked God, if he didn't take my voice, that um, I would sing his praises and not only did I have an opportunity to do that, but I was blessed to be in a business where I'm talking all the time. I did television for more than uh, a decade and um, took a hiatus to raise my son, who's now 12 years old. And then I had another opportunity to come back and use my voice, hopefully to be an inspiration to someone. And I just believe this has been a 360 um, opportunity that God has has used me. And I tell people all the time, this this position that I have here at The Fish was truly God-ordained. I, I just totally believe that from the way it happened and the way God placed someone in my space 17 years ago who thought of me and then gave my name to someone who could make this happen and then told me that she was going to give God, give give that person who was in charge of hiring someone else's name and God told her no. You can only give him Crystal's name. So I just know. I just know that God has me here for a reason. And I totally believe if you're going through something similar in your life, you think, oh, you know, it's too late for me. My dreams, my desires, they can't happen because of, you know, a physical disability or age or whatever your situation is that you're going through. Just know that you're here for a reason, that God does not leave us here without a purpose and a plan for our life that is ultimately to build his kingdom and to fulfill his will for our lives. And how he does that is through our passion, and that passion is our purpose. 
He says he'll give you the desires of your heart according to his will. And I was so busy looking at TV, Mike. I didn't realize, you know what? God's decided he's going to use my voice and not necessarily um, on TV, but over the airwaves to hopefully bless someone. And I hope that that's what we're doing today um, is being a blessing to someone who may be going through something similar. I did have a second occurrence of um, a reoccurrence of the thyroid cancer uh, back in 2003 before I had my son. And at that time, they said, you know, if you're planning on having kids, well, I wasn't. I wasn't planning. Um, Don't you can't have any for a year because they gave me radiation again. And then I just know (laughs) God placed that desire for me to have a child almost a year later. And I was like, Lord, I know this is you because it's not me, (laughs) but I need you to fix me mentally, spiritually and physically for this undertaking because, you know, this is all new. But if it's your will, let's go for it. And a month later, I was pregnant. My son is the greatest gift, the greatest accomplishment, the greatest joy. And I am so grateful that I was obedient and um and yielded because in my spirit, God was sharing with me, you may regret not having a child one day. And um, he's a handful, that's for sure. But I love him dearly, and he's changed my life. And um, I'm grateful. We are getting excited with Crystal ah. Thornton, co-host of Chris and Crystal in the afternoons, 3 to 7 p.m. weekdays on 104.1 The Fish. And she'll be sharing live in person at Thrive A Girl's Night out. It's just for the women at the Gray Gables Estate in Milwaukee, Saturday, January 27th. Updates on things like availability will be on our websites, kpdq.com, thefishportland.com, and truetalk800.com. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with my pal and promotions director, Rebecca Gurney, across the table, who has worked tirelessly to get Thrive a Girls' Night Out, featuring the ladies of 104.1 The Fish and KPDQ Radio. How are you holding up so far, sister, (laughs) about this event? It's just right around the corner on Saturday, January 27th. Are you doing okay now? It's actually on the 27th, Saturday, January 27th, but I am so, so excited. We are just meeting every single week, throwing ideas around about the kind of things we want to share with our listeners. We really are just looking forward to a night where we can kind of relax and get to know them a bit more and they can get to know us a bit more. And uh, we're just completely blown away by the fact that we've sold out the event already. Nothing left. Nothing left. That's a good problem to have. It is. And I suppose it's a good foundation for future events. Yes. By the slimmest of chance, then any of these women's groups needs to drop out. Will any seats be re-released? Or should people just watch our websites for information like that? By the slim chance, that might happen. We actually already have an extended wait list. So we're just really looking at actually having a similar event like this, maybe later in the year, because it's clear, it's clear that the women who listen to our radio stations are eager for just great fellowship and a chance to to get together and for events like this. And so we want to we want to give that to them. That's kind of what's on my heart as promotions directors to help well, make those opportunities. You're a fun, outgoing extrovert and you enjoy the fun events. <laughs> so let's take off the radio hats for right now. And as a young woman of God, tell us how it's been for you just growing up and what women perhaps have spoken most into your life. 
Oh, goodness. I I grew up surrounded by many wonderful, strong women who, who really were great examples to me. Um, I'm a pastor's kid. Um, and so... Um, of course, that's always a different different sort of growing up experience than most people have. I lived in the church. Was that rough for you? Was the target always on your back? Did you have to be micromanaged? Oh, it's the pastor's daughter. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe a bit. Definitely, um, definitely, there are some eyes on you. But um, my my mother definitely was my biggest role model growing up. She still is today. If I am anything like her, then I'll feel like I am accomplished as a human being. Um, and she always taught me. I think the biggest lesson that she taught me was that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that seems kind of like a, a trite platitude, but that's something that I try really hard to to put into every area of my life is, you know, you can do good work and you can you can create great things, but unless your heart is in it and you're showing how you care about people and unless it's reaching out to people where they're at, then, then what's the point, you know? <laughs> so... Tell us what in particular about your mom's example really stands out in your head of saying, I want to be so much more like her, or the love of Christ showed more through my mom than through anyone else when you think of a certain incident, maybe growing up or as an adult, as a young married. Um, I would say just her ever-giving nature. Um, she she has always been uh, someone who— never turns anyone down. Um, we had people uh, in our church, if they needed a place to stay, then we found a place for them to stay with us. If they needed a vehicle, if they needed a meal, um, if they just needed someone to talk to, she was always has been just a very giving individual. And I've, I've learned growing up with that. Uh, just she challenges me to, to constantly be that sort of person. So where did you grow up, Rebecca? I grew up on the southern coast of Oregon, right in the corner, uh, Brookings, Oregon, all my life. That, that's also where my husband grew up, and, uh, and we met there. So, Do share the story. Where did Rebecca meet Nick in the first place? And did you know back then, or, or was it a gradual process? Um, well, that's actually a quite funny question. Um, because we met because our sisters were best friends and, uh, it actually all comes together with this radio station, if, if that makes any sense. And it's a long story, but, uh, we, we grew up in the same town. Our sisters became best friends and, uh, and then he was part of a Christian band that was on the road all the time. Um, well, called, that's exciting. Yeah. Is it anyone that, that we may have heard of by name? Probably not. They were on a, several tours that um, if you were into the Christian rock music in the mid-2000s that you might be familiar with. Um, but their name was Johannes, and he was on tour most of the time when I was going to school at George Fox University. So what kind of music did Johannes play? Like, if you were to compare them with other influences, they might fit in the same vein as? Oh, I would say probably in the same vein as... Uh, Cutlass, Tenth Avenue North, that sort of thing in that in that vein. And uh, anyway, we uh, we started dating after after I was out of high school, and um, and now both of our sisters moved up here, and his sister ended up marrying a friend of our general manager. So now uh, up here at these radio stations, so now we're all just one big happy family. <laughs> 
That's just the cutest thing. Yeah. Could, could you have imagined growing up seeing your sister's best friend's brother that somewhere down the line you may end up together? Was that was that even a passing no, thought? No, not at all. Not at all. I had every intention of getting out of town, seeing the big, big, beautiful world, <laughs> not ending up with someone from home. But hey, God's got his own plans. He certainly does. Did you enjoy your experience at George Fox University? I absolutely did. I, I, I was there for five years um, because I was a crazy person who double degreed in uh well, that's impressive i did music and also media communications and uh and it was fabulous and uh uh i i would definitely recommend the university for anyone it was a great home living there in newburgh so is nick very supportive of your work with our radio stations because working in events the schedule is kind of all over the place isn't it Oh, absolutely. And he's very, very supportive. We also, we always joke that he's sort of an unofficial, unofficial promotions assistant for our radio stations because he comes out often and helps me out. Um, and, it, and it's long hours and, and it's a lot of energy and a lot of brain space that the job takes up. But we've always been the type of people who love to serve. Just like I was saying, we, we, we really care about um, serving other people. And, and, and this job that I have is a great way that I can serve our listeners, that I can just constantly be creative in, in ways that will emotionally and spiritually fulfill them. So it's, it's, it's a dream come true sort of job. So in one sense, what we do on the air is a part of that, in addition to what we do online and with our social media. But is there a special rush that you get when it comes to being face-to-face with people at events? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's always a moment. One of my largest events that we put on each year, obviously, would be Fish Fest. And there's always a moment in the middle of that event where I have just had the craziest morning. We're running around, setting everything up, and I get a a moment to sit back and just look at all of the families out on the grass enjoying themselves and all of the people who are being touched by by the performances on stage. And it's definitely one of those, thank you, God, that I can be a part of this moment. And and it's not just with the big festivals. I feel that when we have our comedy nights and you can hear our listeners just, you know, enjoying themselves, being able to relax and, and really um, have a breather and, and, and feel encouraged and feel joyful. That That blesses me. Um, and the same with any concert that we put on or, or, or like this event that's coming up with the Women's Night Out. Just a, just a chance for people to really, really kick back and, and take a moment to enjoy themselves and to reconnect with what God wants them to be. Well, you seem very well connected in the community, in your marriage, with your friendships, with your relationship. It seems like you've got a good support group behind you. I so definitely do. Can you speak out to someone who might not be so blessed when it comes to having friendship and accountability and just people to hang out with and be transparent with you mean like how to how to stay encouraged if you don't have that sort of support system is that what you're asking Mm -hmm. well i mean i i think going back to being a, a pastor's kid um and many times it looks as though people may have a really strong support system around them, that their lives are perfect, that they, you know, that they are strong in their faith and they're joyful all the time. But everyone struggles with loneliness. Everyone struggles with feeling like uh, separate and and that there's really no encouragement that, that they can find in the world around them. I definitely feel that way, even though I said I have a great support system. But, you know, I still have those moments where I'm I'm searching God 
what is it that you want me to do? How am I supposed to do this with the limited energy and ability that I have? And and I would, if I were to give any advice to anybody who who's feeling that way, it would just be, it would be to remember that no, the the devil wants you to feel that you are alone, but you never are because God is always with you. And that voice that's telling you that you can't connect with others, that you that you are in it on your own, that's the voice of of the devil telling you that that you are not good enough for God. But God has never left. He's always been there with you, and he's there to encourage you. And are you looking forward to any particular message that our hosts and friends are giving, being Georgine Rice, Kat Taylor, Crystal Thornton, Summer Shore, and Lori Robb? Do any of them stand out in your head that you're especially looking forward to hearing? Actually, to be quite honest, I'm most excited about Kat Taylor, um, who I absolutely love, adore her on the middays on The Fish. And um, but but this isn't necessarily her comfort zone. Um, and she's uh, really allowed us to uh, to draw out of her uh, this part of her that she'd like to share with everyone. And, and I think it's just going to be really genuine and really special and really a, a great time for people to get to know her a little bit better. Um, but also, I think I, every time she speaks, I connect absolutely with what she's saying. And she's going to be talking a bit about... Uh, finding confidence in in your calling and and in what God wants you to do, and uh, she's definitely more comfortable behind the microphone than she is on a stage. And you know, it's radio. A lot of folks actually are 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 more comfortable behind the microphone. But I really think this event is just going to be. It's going to have a very casual atmosphere, friends talking, and I think it's just going to be great. Well, Promotions Director Rebecca Gurney, thank you so much for what you do for all of our stations. In addition to with this event, Thrive, a girls' night out, sold out, Saturday, January 27th. Thanks so much for joining us on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 